21, starting with the first verse. And this is what John writes. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. He uses the term pass away. These things will pass away. And so often we look at pass away in some connection with death. But here in this village that John is casting, it is the first heaven and the first earth that passes away. The term doesn't have so much to do about death as it does about a vision of eternal life. Because in Revelation, death itself passes away. The great unknown that all of us face, the great thing that all of us fear at one time or the other, will be no more. Mourning, pain, sorrow, arthritic backs, there'll be no more. The old things must pass away for there to be a new heaven and a new earth. What a picture John paints of this new creation. A new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I don't think I have ever seen a bride who wasn't beautiful. There's just an aura about a new bride. Yesterday when Griffin was in the back getting ready, and we prayed, and she came down the aisle. She was absolutely beautiful. A beautiful bride adorned for the groom. That is the new Jerusalem of which John speaks. Craig Coster is a theologian, and he wrote, Death is real for all of us. Death is real for those whom God hath created. Yet in Christ, in Christ Jesus, there is the promise of resurrection. And resurrection is a new act of creation. Resurrection is the promise of a new existence, a transformed existence. I think some of us, when we think about resurrection, we think about just coming up from the dead and being exactly the way we are, you know? Because in many respects, Jesus was that way, although we can debate theologically. But that's what we kind of look at sometimes. But I want to tell you, it, it may surprise you in John's book of Revelation that there is nothing about dying and going to heaven. There is nothing in the book of Revelation about rapture. It's not in there. It was derived out of other places in the Bible, some ideas that came at different spots. Matter of fact, Paul's writing to the the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians, 
For the Lord himself, with a cry and command, with the archangel's call and with the sound of the God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will live with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another. Paul's words, like John's words out of Revelation, are intended to bring encouragement and hope to the new church. That's what he is trying to do. Those who are struggling with pain, those who are struggling with persecution, those who are struggling with evil, he's trying to say there's hope. There's hope, and that hope is the resurrection. That's just not something we practice on Easter. He's risen. We sing a few songs and go home. Uh Uh-uh. This is the hope we have for tomorrow. This is the hope in which the world in which the world in which we live today. That hope of resurrection, that hope of transformation. Somehow through the centuries, we've gotten the idea that we're going to rise up into the clouds and be with the Lord. But that's not what we get out of Revelation. That's not the vision that John cast. Instead of bringing us to him in heaven, we're saying a new Jerusalem is going to descend, and that's where we are going to be forever. The new Jerusalem descends from God. It's it's God's vision that our final hope is going to be not that we go to heaven when we die, but that we are with him. Wherever he is, that is where heaven will be. Salvation is not us going to God. It's God coming to us. You ever thought of it that way? No, most of the time we don't. We think about going to heaven. That's not what salvation is. It's God coming to us to be with us. And salvation is only found in God. Salvation is not going to heaven. Salvation is living with God. It was never God's idea that we'd be separated from him, was it? No, of course not. God's plan was always to be with us, to love us, to be in close relationship. But God also knew for his plan to work, what was he going to have to do? He was going to have to give us a choice. He was going to have to give us free will, that free will that we exercise all the time, that we enjoy exercising, don't we? He had to make the alternative. He had to at least give us a choice. You know the story. I don't have to go through it. God planted two trees in the Garden of Eden, one the tree of life, one the tree of knowledge. Guess what? We chose the wrong tree. And we have suffered ever since. We have been in pain. We have been disconnected. And we're not the only ones. God's been in pain too. This is not what he planned for his creation. This is not what he planned for us. And in order to win, what is he going to have to do? In order to bring us back, he's going to have to sacrifice his own son on a cross and watch him die a horrific death. And then he's going to have to allow us to experience all the pain, suffering, and evil that this life has to bring because we love to exercise our free will. That's not what God intended. But that is where God is going. It should be a comfort to us that God wants to be present with us, that God wants to be here with us. And that he plans to be here throughout all of eternity. Whatever eternity is, God is going to be there. There are going to be no tears. There's going to be no pain. There's going to be no suffering. And I don't know about you, but there are days when I get up and I go, boy, I can't wait. I can't wait. 
And I'm sure some of you have experienced the same thing, whether it be health or job or relationships. You can't wait until things get better. Or if you read the news or watch the internet or anything, you can't wait till things get better. And God has promised that the old's going to go away. That's going to pass. And it's going to be a new creation. And he's going to do it. What's it going to look like? Let me give you just a couple things real quick. First of all, God is going to make us spiritually and morally new. You know, I think one of our greatest frustrations is we really don't want to sin. We know it's bad. We know it's wrong, and yet somehow we keep doing it, right? We want to be holy, but we fall short of holiness. We want to love, but boy, do we say some hurtful things sometimes. We want to, be, we want to worship, but sometimes we're just cold and ambivalent. We want to walk in peace, and yet we are filled either with anger or anxiety. We can't wait to choke somebody. We want to be pure in thought, and yet impurity bombards us from every, every corner of the compass. We long to be delivered from that bent of sinning. And when God makes all things new, he's going to make us spiritually and morally new. Not just partially, but wholly. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y. He's going to make us spiritually and morally new. Two, he's going to give us brand new physical bodies. I know that comes as a delight to all of you. You're going to get a mulligan. You're going to get a do-over. Of course, some of you may be absolutely in love with your bodies. Most of us sooner or later are not. We're not going to be some uh, bodiless little thing that floats around, and I don't think we're going to be little angels with wings on. I'm not sure. But the Bible teaches us that we have a different destiny as God's people. He's going to make all things new, including our bodies. There's going to be no more death, no more pain, no more tears, and that means the body's going to be changed because it dies, it hurts, it cries. So when death is gone and pain is gone and tears are gone, the body that we know is going to be gone. And we're going to have something brand new. Now I know a lot of you feel like you didn't get a fair shake when God gave out bodies. Sometimes you were were in the wrong line or you were at the back of the line and all the good ones were used up by the time you got to the front. God has no intention of leaving anybody in your current condition. You hear me? God has no intention of leaving anybody in your current condition. When God makes all things new, going to make you new too. Spiritually and morally new, physically new. What's the third thing he's going to do? He's going to make creation new and glorious. It's going to be beyond our wildest expectation, beyond our wildest dreams. He could pick us up and take us to far, some far-off distant place. God can do whatever he wants to do. But that's not the vision that John cast. The heaven, the heaven is going to be new. The earth is going to be new. God's going to renovate everything. God's going to go into a big refurbishment project. You're not going to know it when it's gone. Done. It's going to have beautiful carpet and beautiful color and beautiful lights. I don't know what it's going to have. But it's going to be beyond your wildest dreams because new creation is going to be just that. You won't notice it 
You won't understand it. It'll be beyond your expectations. I can only imagine the beauty and the splendor of this new Jerusalem. You know, there are times when I, I've, I think I've told you this before, when I watch a sunset and you see the colors across the sky, and you know, I can take a picture of that or I could paint it, but I can never truly capture it. Only God can capture that. And that gets what God is going to capture in his new creation beyond our wildest dreams. And the last thing that's going to happen is we are going to be in a new relationship with God. A totally new relationship. I realize that God is with us now. I realize the Holy Spirit is among us, that we need the Spirit for its guidance and its strength. But I think in some deep and painful way, if we were really honest, we feel like we're away from the Lord. We're not, he's not really here, or we're not where He is. Matter of fact, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Here we walk by faith. Then we will walk by sight. Here we walk by faith. Then we're going to walk by sight. The day is coming, folks, when our relationship with God is not going to be a matter of me telling you, hey, bow your heads, close your eyes, let's pray. Pray. No, you're going to see God, and God is coming to dwell amongst us. Something greater is yet to come because we are going to be in the physical presence of God, and our relationship is going to be changed forever. I don't know whether that makes the little hairs on the back of your neck stand up or not. It does me to be in the presence of God. Some of you are thinking, I've got some questions to ask. Folks, by the time you get there, all those questions are moot. They won't make any difference. Because you'll have every answer that you need. Because your relationship with God will be totally different. Now, I don't know what I'm going to experience this year. I don't know what you're going to experience this year. I'm sure there are going to be times when you're depressed. I'm sure there are going to be times when you're distressed. I'm sure there are going to be times that are disturbing or hurtful in your life. But what I would like us to do as individuals and as the body of Christ is to start this year trusting in God's promise that in the end, He's going to make all things new. Spiritually and morally, physically, creation and in relationship. Everything old is gone, and He's going to make all things new. Yesterday will die away completely. And we will be left with a glorious future that exceeds our wildest dreams. To some of you, that may indeed sound like a dream. But to me, it sounds like a promise worth living into in 2019. As for me, In my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you bow your heads with me, please?